0: Day five of training camp is the day before the pads come on, but at least guys got a day off, a well-deserved day off for all parties. Let's have a podcast. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and Starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. What up, everybody? It's J.P. Finley. It's Beltway Football. It is day five of training camp. The last kind of real sleepy day before the pads come on. There will be more sleepy days, but... At least Tuesday morning, we'll have a real jolt of energy as guys start hitting one another. Everybody's pretty fired up about it. We're fired up to tell you to buy a car from Orsman Automotive, of uh, Virginia. We ride with them, I want you to do the exact same thing. I am currently driving a Oarsman Fairfax Toyota purchased Tacoma. I'm on Bluetooth. Very safe, very uh, reliable. Pete is in the process of purchasing his mother's car, I believe. Pete, where do we stand on the mom deb's car purchase
1: yeah i talked to our friend bob Biaggi last week he said i can trade in my chevy equinox my grandma car take over my mom's car and my mom can buy her new car all at oarsman all in one trip because they are efficient they take care of people and they know what the hell they
2: are doing what kind of financing is Deb giving you uh, i
1: yeah. have no idea um she did this with my sister once, and she said that she gave her a little discount, but not too much, because I think they want us Haley kids to know the value of the dollar.
0: That's why you have trust funds?
1: Exactly, and beach houses and all that good stuff.
0: Um, why If you're buying the car, God bless Biagi, and I'm glad he's getting in on the deal, but if you're buying Deb's car, why do you have to go to Orson?
1: To Because tr- I'm going to use the funds from the trade-in to you know help orchestrate the purchase of Deb's car uh, and also okay. because she wants to buy a new one so she's going to buy the new one from Orsman so there's like like at the beginning of this I podcast guess. when you were burping and Mitch was sneezing a lot of moving parts
0: um that was before we were recording therefore not part of the podcast correct um okay great what is Deb, what
1: is Deb going to get to be determined uh she's in a Highlander she might go with that but also you know, she's got so many grandkids. Maybe you need something still to be pretty sizable. So a Highlander, a minivan, something or.
2: Deb should be cruising in like a, a Sebring or something like that. Some like sporty little fun car for her to zip around Bethesda Rockville. And... <laughs> I,
0: feel like Deb, I feel like a minivan for Deb might work.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, she's had one before and I wouldn't be surprised if she gets one again. But that's going to be between her and Bob, who I think will maybe do some initial negotiations at one of our podcast co-hosts upcoming birthday parties.
2: Oh, I wrecked my big mom's man, yeah. big
0: man Turned four, oh, Wow.
2: I uh, I wrecked my mom's minivan in in high school. That that didn't go over very well in the Tischler household.
0: Mm. Should we tell everybody about your party? I mean, we haven't talked to any football. Jamin Davis is a court. Um, yeah. Maybe we should talk a little football. Um, you want to start with the Jamin stuff? Yeah, let's yeah, start with the Jamin stuff. It's
1: just, I mean. JP, if you know the details better than I do, but what a dummy. It, it you know, I don't want to just completely cast aspersions on I, yeah, the guy, but I, it just pisses me off. It's so stupid.
0: Well, so in December of 22, he got popped for a reckless going 89 in a 65. And I don't know this, but my guess is sometimes the cop will, will write down a lesser speed to try to less like to try to like give you a little bit of a break. I know I've been on the receiving end of that, um, where they're like, listen, man, I had you going 25 over, but I'm just gonna mark you down for 19, something like that. 89 sounds like a very interesting number, but whatever. In December of 22, he gets popped going 89 and a 65. Dude, three months later, in March, so that was December 21. In March of 22, he gets popped going 114 in a 45. And B Mitch knows the road that it's on. He was telling me it's like that is not an appropriate road for that kind of driving. Not to mention it was one o'clock in the afternoon. So, I, I mean, it's like a residential area. Like one fourteen and a forty-five at one o'clock in the afternoon is dangerous and egregious, especially four, four, three, four months after getting a, a, pre, a previous reckless driving. So. Now it's worth pointing out that I had somebody tell me that Jamin has since gone to a DMV class on on the you know on driving um, and 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 hasn't gotten any other tickets. So we are talking about last March, so we're talking sixteen months ago or or something like that, seventeen months ago. Um, but what is really rare, and, and credit to Nikki Javala, she went and reported all this. Um, Jamin. And his attorney and the prosecutor had reached a plea deal. This, a second reckless driving offense can carry up to 30 days in jail. They had reached a plea deal that would require him to do no more than eight days in jail. And it's my understanding that had he behaved well, you cut that in half and get out in four days, right? But so they agreed to it and the judge revoked it, which is extremely unusual is my understanding. Basically, if the prosecutor agrees to something, the judge is almost always going to go with them, right? So the judge sent it back, and you can read the story in the post or check out Nikki's Twitter. The judge said, you don't have a bad record, but it's not clean, and this is a serious offense. So they're going back to court on Thursday, which... Maybe it'll be a different judge. Maybe the plea agreement will get. I don't know what will happen, but that is highly unusual for a judge to reject a plea agreement is my understanding. And I I called somebody on this. I was like, you know, this is kind of a thing here. And they're like, yeah. And they were prepared for a host of outcomes, but not that one. Hmm. Um, and, And keep this in mind too. This, because this is a criminal situation, like this is the court's, this will go to the league first and the league will decide on a fine or even a suspension perhaps. And then it comes to the, to the team. So like Troy Vincent, like the league's going to be in charge of this. And then just think about the environment surrounding speeding, reckless speeding. I mean, extreme speeding after everything going on at the university of Georgia, after um, I think somebody just got, with the Vikings I think they're they young rookie yeah. receiver am yeah. um, thinking about what happened with the Raiders and that awful situation like I I don't know that anybody I don't know enough here right like I don't know if he's being made an example of or not in the court system but like at some point you got to wonder if the league has to do something about speeding I, I, this is this is not going away quickly,
2: I don't think. Well, and it's particularly it's particularly frustrating or or disappointing or whatever word you want to use for it. He was with DeShazer Everett when DeShazer had the fatal car accident as well. He was wasn't in the car with him, but he was one of the couple guys that was out to dinner and, you know, was there when the police came when he had the rollover accident. That was in was that December? What was that? Twenty one. I mean yeah. So, like he's, you know, should have, you would have hoped he would have learned a lesson from that situation and and not been dealing with this. You would have hoped he learned a lesson when he got the first, you know, reckless driving ticket and that this third situation kind of wouldn't pop up or whatever. It's, you know, hopefully the league doesn't decide that this is the time that they need to, you know, make an example of a player for, you know, excessive speeding. But, and, and, but it's, it's a, it's a, it's a really unfortunate situation.
1: Yeah. I, I just, Jamin comes from, you know, a military family regimented. He's a quieter guy, but all I need to hear is one fourteen 14 and a 45. And if the league wants to make an example of him, good, do it. 89 and a 65. Sure. Maybe it's nighttime. You're on a highway. Other cars are probably going 70, 75 in a 45. There's, People around, there's stop and go, there's lights, there's signs, and you're going 70 miles over that. How dumb can you be, and how do you think at 1 p.m. in the afternoon that you're going to get away with it? So I'm pretty furious, yes, with the DeShazer context as well. Just just really poor decision-making for a guy who's entering an important season, but even regardless of football, just a bad human move.
0: Well, and then, I mean, not – On the list of problems here, this is very far down, right? Because, you know, what you said, 114 and a 45 is just absurd. But add to that, that now he's a mispractice today. He's got to go back to court on Thursday. Presumably, he will mispractice again. And it sounds like, you know, if the plea agreement had some jail time in it, and the judge threw that out. It sounds like he might have some jail time. Now, we're not talking years or months, but still, it's just like, you need to be practicing and getting better. I, I just, I mean, we know he's a big NASCAR guy. I remember when he was drafted. He was a big yeah. Jimmy Johnson guy, I believe. Like, I it's just, it's dumb, man. And the... The only silver lining in all this is that nobody was hurt in this in this particular situation.
1: Yeah, and this is ironic. This uh, last episode, I was just talking about how this locker room is full of guys to make good decisions. And I said, oh, something something could break, but, you know, someone doing something bad. But, you know, for the most part, I really think Ron's found a good group of guys. And then this happens. And you can't predict what's going on in people's personal lives, but still, just, my God, I just can't believe someone would be in a car going that fast in that kind of speed zone. Looking around and not thinking to himself, you know, I should probably hit the brakes. I should probably coast a little bit. No, this is normal to be going 115 in the middle of the afternoon.
0: At least I'm old, right? And I do think there is like a cultural, there is like a culture of racing out there, of street racing, of all that. I mean, how many damn Fast and the Furious movies have they made? You know what I mean? Like, this does exist in our society. Um, I know it drives a McLaren. I've seen it. It's, it's dope and probably outrageously fast. And, and Beavis said something that, that I thought was pretty interesting. That when you get, like, the, these really high-end sports cars that, that some players buy, like, you could be going so fast in them that you don't even really realize it because they ride so smooth and, like, you're and they're so controlled none of this is excuses. It's just trying to like understand the behavior. I, uh, I just, I mean, this is probably a a, not no big, I don't know, man. It's just so dumb.
2: It's, it's so dumb. And you brought up the the possible jail time or whatever. Clearly he ran into a little bit of a hard ass of a judge who wasn't, didn't accept the plea deal. I mean, I, I don't think it's impossible to throw out the idea that like, is he gonna have to miss miss games, miss time during the actual football season to handle potential jail? He, I mean, like,
0: I I imagine, I don't know.
2: I would I hope that they would defer that until to after
0: jail time, and you he was able to like schedule it kind of. But I don't. If this judge is being a hard ass, maybe you get a different judge, right? But yeah. like, if the judge is being a hard ass, wants to make an example. He might not allow him to schedule it after the season or something. And not to mention, you gotta wonder what the league is gonna do. I I, I can't imagine he would get suspended for a game, but you never know. And then yeah, I don't know, man. It, it's a tricky spot. You got new ownership. The team Ron officially said, you know, we're support our guy, let the legal process play out. The team put out a statement um from a spokesperson. Kind of saying the same thing. Let the legal process play out. I don't know where this lands, but it's uh, not great. Ain't great.
2: Yeah. And Ron, being the the guy that he is, I mean, think about JP when you played like high school football, and you were if you were like late to practice, it was like a hundred up downs and some sprints or whatever. I imagine he, whether it's Ron or position coach or defensive coordinator, somebody's going to get in get up in his ass and make him, make him uh, make him earn back the uh, practice time that he missed.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I, it's my understanding, I think. So the team has known about the ticket, obviously, right? Like the the court date is is later, but you know, you get the ticket. I don't know if he let them know right away or what, but the team has known about it. And I believe that Ron and Jamin had a, had a pretty serious conversation Um about you know recognizing what you've got here and don't throw this away over something stupid, um, and uh, you know maybe on some level it's worked. It doesn't see, uh, seem like any of this has happened in quite some time, but uh, I don't know, man. It's it's dumb. We know that much, and we'll see. I guess we'll see what happens Thursday.
1: Yeah, I think we've we've covered it. We've called him dumb a bunch, and yeah, I mean we can. You know, guys get drunk. We've all been drunk before. Guys make mistakes. Guys gamble on their phones. We can't really yell at them because we do that too. But going 70 miles over the speed limit, I can confidently say I've never done that. So when someone does that, I'm going to call them stupid. I'm not going to feel bad about it.
0: I'm not calling him dumb. I, the, the act was dumb. Um, I think that's an important delineation. You don't have to. If you feel differently, Pete, that's fine. But I'm not calling him dumb. I think that was a dumb move. That it yes. seems like he's probably learned from it. We'll find out exactly what punishment he's getting. Um, all right, elsewhere on the field, big man noticed Chris Paul getting some snaps with the ones. Did we ever get an answer on that?
2: Uh, it basically, and you know, I, I kind of like, I kind of like the idea of it. I talked a little bit about the attrition on the o line over the past couple of years. How guys have they've always had, they've basically had to go to you know second stringers because of injury. And he wants to get him some practice with the ones more so so he can practice up against the Deron Paynes and John Allens of the world and kind of get some reps against those guys, but also get used to playing with Nick Gates and, you know, uh, with Wiley and uh, and Charles Leno and company. He took, he took uh, reps both at right guard and left guard with the ones. So it wasn't necessarily that he was just in that competition thing with, with Sadiq Charles or that he was replacing Sam Cosby. He took kind of, kind of one reps on both sides and, you know, Ron said that they're going to continue kind of rotating a bunch of the old linemen uh in with the first team so those guys can get some reps against you know Chase and Montez and kind of the first team defense and also get some reps with their fellow linemen.
0: Don't you kind of hate that? Don't you want them to identify good linemen and just keep them there?
2: I don't mind working in the backups for a couple reps. I wouldn't want a guy like Braden Daniels right now, who's getting a little bit of work at guard and tackle to start rotating in at guard and tackle. That's where my issue with kind of the way that they work on the old line a little bit is I want them to, to tell them, yo, you're a tackle, work at tackle, learn how to play that position and go right. from there. But to work in the twos, you know, from time to time with the ones isn't the, isn't the worst thing in the world. And, you know, I do want Cosme and Sadiq to get as many reps as they possibly can because they are, you know, fairly new to the positions. But I, I think, you know, Getting the twos in there for, you know, a half dozen reps here and there doesn't, doesn't, doesn't stunt the overall growth.
1: Lineup flexibility. Okay. But the
2: overdoing
1: of positional flexibility is where Mitch gets a little bit angered. And I second that.
0: Yeah. I just found like a piece of tape stuck to my armpit. Kind of (laughs) gross.
1: Okay. Well, that probably doesn't smell very good either.
0: (laughs) Sure. Don't. Um, Yeah, I I pretty much agree with all that. It it is interesting. I mean, you're not going to do that at tackle, right? You're not going to do it at center. I I do think it says something. Either they want to see. I I just don't. I don't think you start pulling starters, reps. Just the. I think they wanted to see more of Paul. Like, I I don't think it's just. Just like, oh, everything's great. We just want to make sure we're ready in case there's an injury. Like like McLaurin's still getting his reps, like Logan Thomas is still getting plenty of work. You know what I mean? Like I,
1: Yeah. I, and and they could have just put him in at left guard where he's competing with Sadiq Charles, but they purposely pulled him uh and moved him over to Cosme's spot. So it seems like maybe you're sniffing around a little bit and you're wondering if there's some ulterior motives and I could be dragged into that search for I, you with yeah. you.
0: I think it's it, I think it's worthy of a sniff. Is all I'm saying. It's it's yeah. You know what we do? We fold up this piece of information, we put it in our pocket, and we keep it in our pocket. Should they give us reason to re-examine it?
1: Yeah, Mitch will put it in his steel trap brain, but JP and I will put it in our pockets, and hopefully one of us remembers. But yeah, if it, if it goes on for three or four more days, then it's interesting. But if it was a one day thing, then we can count this as just a little fart in the wind.
0: Yeah, I, I almost wonder if it goes on if they're telling the truth, that they really do just want to like work some guys in. I I don't know. It'll be interesting. Um I I talked to Charles Leno today for my one on one and I was asking him about getting everybody on the same page and he's like, Yeah, you know, we're one we did, we're working on it. So um kind of interesting there. You were you know that first week of camp went fast you know there's only nine more fan days and it's you know only august 1st
1: it's not even it's july 31st but yes the next fan day will be august 1st tuesday pads on time same guy it's july 31st 336 um yeah it did go pretty fast and I don't know why that is JP maybe because the ownership thing was, you yeah, know, yeah, we weren't really paying the sales attention sales to football started. the first few days. It was right, sale and right. fans and, and changes. We were all looking at the bleachers and, but like now France. I think this week, right. We're looking at Kevin. This week it's five straight days. Bang, 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 bang all week. Um, this might be where it starts to settle in and, and get back into that slog, but nicer weather today. Pads are on tomorrow. You always are looking for little monumental events to, uh, to make each day stand out if possible. Nice little monumental plug there, Pete. Good Thank for you, Pete. Um, elsewhere on the field, I thought today for Sam Howell was both good in that he got the receivers more involved downfield. I think the first week was heavy running backs, heavy tight ends, and more near to the line of scrimmage. Uh, in an 11-on-11s 11 11 today, he found Jahan Dotson on a nice uh, route across the middle, he had Deami on a bit of a stop route um, and then finished off with a really nice touchdown to Terry McLaurin where he rolled out left and Antonio Gibson picked up Chase Young and blocked him and prevented him from getting to Howell and Howell threw up just a dart to Terry McLaurin's numbers. Terry seemed very happy. I think that was good because Terry and Sam have had, I think, some issues getting on the same page. And I noticed that going back to the June and, and May activities, but also there's still just stretches of, and competence along the offense, and we do this every year. The defense knows what the offense is doing after a while. They also know for a lot of these periods that they're not running the ball, and the O line isn't wearing pads, so their pass rush defense isn't as good as it would be. But um, I would like this week, I think this is an important week for Sam, not in terms of losing the job, but just gaining trust in his receivers and in his coaches that okay, you've had the first couple practices, you're figuring out the speed of things. Now, let's start having a couple of days where it's very clear that the offense can put some drives and put some points together.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know who will be ready? Baltimore on August 15th. So you got Correct. two weeks, you know what I mean? Like to look at you at least because the working theory is this defense is really good and they should get better with Forbes and Martin, who have both looked really good, by the way. Yeah.
1: Chase looks good, too.
0: Yeah, totally. We just need competent, a little bit better than what we got from Wentz and Heineke, and we can win nine games. Like, that's the working theory, but that centers on getting quarterback play that's a little better than Wentz and Heineke.
2: Yeah. Pete, I thought you were a little generous today. I think – I didn't think that – I didn't think that um, Sam Howell looked all that good today. He had one really nice throw in the red zone to uh Terry McLaurin uh who, who toe tapped to to score a touchdown. But other than that, I thought he was he was kind of off. I mean, there are a lot of there are a bunch of overthrown passes and and balls there on the outside. I thought today was his was his worst day so far. And leading into tomorrow, the first day of pads, you know, he's gonna have a lot more physicality in front of him. Um guys, you know, getting after it a little bit more along the offensive and defensive lines. And so it's somewhere that he's gonna have to step up. But like you said JP i mean all this preseason stuff is great those raven those two ravens joint practices will tell you more about everything that has to do with this team than the, than any of these practices or even any of the the preseason games so i like it as a ramp up i just i didn't think that i didn't think hal or uh or uh Brissette were particularly good today so um but that was you know that was that was just what i saw
1: yeah, I think I was just a little bit, I was pleased that the receivers were at least on their on doing some things because, you know, this is Dotson, McLaurin, to a certain extent, Samuel. This is supposed to be the best trio of receivers this team has had in a while, and I want them to shine and lead the way, and I hadn't been seeing that so far. So I just, that made me feel, all right, cool, there's some progress. But yes, overall, the Sam Howell that has played so far in training camp is in line with the, crappy-ish, you know, Wentz-Heineke performances they've gotten in the past. This is not the Sam Howell this team needs, is how I'll put it.
0: Well, what, one thing I can't remember, somebody at it was yesterday at the pool with the kids, so somebody was talking about the quarterbacks, and, and, I'll, and they're, you know, there's like, well, you know, what about Jacoby? Like, I don't think his performance is mandating that they bench Howell, either. Totally yeah, agree. Like, like I, I don't. We all know that it's not a real open competition, but it's. All, Jacoby hasn't been killing it either, and and I'd argue there's ample evidence to suggest we know what he is. He's kind of a game manager type. Um, um, I we got to get the pads on these guys because if the quarterback play is going to look like this, and the old line is going to get their ass kicked routinely, then. Hey, man, I'm glad Dan's gone, but, like, this year might kind of (laughs) suck. But once the pads are on, you get such a better real look at things, especially once they start running the ball. I've said this. This is a passing league. and Terry McLaurin said today that this is a quarterback-driven league, and all of that is correct. The path to this team winning is running the hell out of the football. You want Powell throwing the ball probably 25 or, or fewer times. And that means you're running the ball well and you're
1: running it a lot. Yeah. And it's a one game sample, but he only threw it 19 times in his lone start against the Cowboys and they ran it 40 ish times. And that's where the famed two to one ratio comment first came out. Um, I'm, I'm intrigued to see how the Ravens stretch of practices influences our opinion about this team. Cause we only in the past have had the training camps where they're going against each other and having a new team and, defense that doesn't know them and an offense that doesn't know them, I think will be uh, insightful and give us a, hopefully a better feel of what to expect. But yeah, it's no time to panic, but also the first impressions, you know, not, not, uh, not engendering much faith, Um, but there's much more football to go.
0: May I have a moment to complain about something? Oh, yes. So I do the radio until two o'clock. And I, I got to say, things have changed dramatically in, in the radio at the park situation. We have an Ethernet cable. We're in an air-conditioned tent very far away from the field with the ticks and the wireless and everything else. So I'm very thankful of that. Appreciate it. Um, but I do the radio until 2 o'clock. And I am very hungry by the time I get off the radio because I haven't eaten anything. I've had, I had like, a granola bar. And I go to Wegmans. And you guys know me well. I'm a big fan of the Asian bar at Wegmans. Lots of different food to choose from. I kind of snack and pick a whole bunch of different stuff. I enjoy the Asian bar at Wegmans. Do you yeah. know what the Asian bar's hours are at Wegmans?
2: Oh no, it's closed at three.
0: No, it's closed from two to four. Oh, so I guess <laughs> they get ready for the lunch rush. And then they close it down and then they get ready for the dinner rush. But your boy rolls into Wegmans at two thirty six looking for so the Asian bar, a little bit of a little bit of general so, a little bit of uh they have this Thai dish I like that I'm not gonna try to pronounce. Um and it is just gone. It's not even like the grubby, yeah, that's what's left. It's just
1: yeah. gone. It's and just general
0: no. It is general no instead of general so. And it sucks. And that, when we started, and I was like, you guys want to hear some BS? And you're like, go ahead. I was like, you know what? We'll do it on the pod. That's what I wanted to complain about. So instead, I got a chicken salad wrap. And I'm, I'm noticing some things at Wegmans. I don't think they sponsor anything, but they might not hear in a minute. Um, I, they've changed their pizza. I noticed that. God damn! There's a road, dude. The amount of trees down in my neighborhood is just off the chart, and I can't get home. So that's that's just <laughs> terrific. Um, now, obviously, there's more serious concerns than me getting home. I recognize that, but now instead of Macarthur Boulevard, I'm going up Bradley to presumably River, which hopefully is still open. Uh, so Wegmans has changed their pizza. I, my preferred type of pizza. Now, I love all types. You know, there's, there's there's a lot of ways. I am a steak, potato, missionary guy, but that doesn't mean there's not a whole lot of fun out there in the universe. So I like all types of pizza, but my, my preferred pizza is like I suppose New York style, where it's kind of, not thin, but just like regular kind of greasy. Yeah. You fold it in half. That's my, that's my one seed of pizza types. That's what Wegmans used to have. Now they've gone to like a thicker slice, which is still quite mm. good, but it's like, it's a lot heavier. Um, yeah. So they did that. Today, I got the chicken salad, which I've gotten a thousand times. And it appears to me that they changed their chicken salad. and I'm, Not for the better. So. Wow. Thank God they sell pineapple high noons chilled. Otherwise, I, I'm I'm getting a little grumpy with the old W. You are, yeah,
1: yeah. Maybe maybe this means just more Taco Bell in your future.
0: I'm even grumpier now because of this detour that kind of threw this onto a little little gasoline on this fire, but um,
1: yeah. Well, look, I'm sorry, Wegmans is changing on you, that's awful. They've been there for you for a long time, but I think Taco Bell and 7 Eleven, your main staples, they'll always do things the same way. And I have a topic that might cheer you up, JP, uh, Mitch. What do you think of the Mets uh, trading and having a <laughs> not awful season and just giving up on everything right now? Is this how you expected the season to go?
2: Not um, how I expected the season to go, but it's not over yet.
0: You know oh, who's God. in better position for twenty twenty? Mm-hmm. Well, first off, I'm an Orioles fan, so let's. let's yep,
1: that's. It, I wanted to, know, to make sure we got that out
0: there. Yeah, who are in first place in the entire American League? I would add.
2: Well, we and- both we. We all root for the Orioles, I think. I don't know what Pete does, but I root for the Orioles, too. No,
0: Pete was a Yankee fan.
2: He can't claim the Orioles. That's right. That's right.
1: I'm just anti-Met and anti-Mitch indignance.
0: My most passionate baseball stance may be anti-Met just because of Mitch. I kind of want to root for him for Danny and some of the nice people I've met that work in the organization. But the level of Mitch-Met arrogance drives me bananas. I, I feel like you right. built it up it's yourself. Just Mets arrogance.
1: He's he. The season's not over. Apparently, though, that is the height yeah. of arrogance. They're
0: giving yeah. away don't their you players, trying to act like we're not accurate. Because last year, all summer, you told us they were going to win the World Series.
2: That's true. I did.
0: Uh Listen, <laughs>
2: I, the, they're not in a good spot, and there were moves this offseason that I didn't like. Anyway, we don't have to get bogged down in the Mets. There's six games oh. back. There's oh, we got spot. plenty of time. We still for got a shot. Stuff.
1: We got, yeah, JP's got that. JP's got like four more detours to take. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, uh, JP, you should uh, take one of those tree branches and make yourself a wonder boy out of it for uh, for the girls to, to 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 practice with. I
0: might I might take the girls up to the driving range this evening, mostly to let Dad try to work through some some issues <laughs> off the tee. Uh, Brandon, if you're if you're listening, we need you three o'clock on Wednesday. Um, what are the stakes? So everybody knows we're going to have an emotional week. It's Mitch's birthday coming up. It's B-Mitch's birthday coming up. We have a big old match of golf Wednesday afternoon. Pete and I versus the Mitchells versus B-Mitch and Mitch Tischler. Um, we worked out the strokes today, which was a, a complete cluster F. Um, yeah. What is? What are the stakes at play here, boys?
1: Yeah, I don't know, because we're doing dinner after and it's not like anyone's gonna be paying or or, you know needs to make dinner or whatever. Sorry, that sounded ungrateful. I'm moving on regardless. We have bourbon coming, courtesy of Uncle Don. He bought us all bottles so the alcohol thing's taken care of. We need to figure out some good things. By the way, Pete
0: people Yes, I know,
1: sorry. That's not what I meant.
0: (laughs) At least one of us. And we're not playing Falls Road. We're gonna be it's a very real test we're gonna be taking on. Um we set the numbers. What we said. Me at 80, 81 and a half? Was
1: that what it was? I think just, yeah, Brian 81, me 90, and then you guys like 95, 96-ish. But Mitch could English. very much fluctuate depending on if the Tito's ratio comes correct.
2: Yeah, it depends it on how
1: good
0: that ratio is. 97 and a half. 97 yeah. and a half for me and Mitch. And Mitch could shoot an 83 or a 113.
2: Right. If this is entirely <laughs> correct. It depends on. Um,
0: that correct Mitch ratio could go out there, much like Jamin going one fourteen in a forty five. Me and Mitch could hit uh, a one eleven on a seventy two.
1: Yeah, N- not quite as bad, but per- certainly reckless on its own. Your style of play, but hey, I could also suck too. I'm a mental midget. Yeah. Um, well, the, I mean,
2: most well, be, can... the most fun is going to be. The most fun is going to be that Pete is such a mental midget, and JP when we start when there's real stakes on the line, gets competitive. Plus, the Tito's is going to be flowing. I don't know that that the Pete-JP tandem is a good match in terms of the the mental game for either of you.
0: Yeah, and Mitch is a giant pain in the ass, too. Mitch -Mitch is a giant pain in the ass. The last time this foursome had a wager in this fashion, me and Pete versus the Mitches, we got the ever-living kicked out of us. Do you remember that, Pete?
1: Was that the golf trip?
0: Yes. Yo, physically. Yeah, I mean, I was hitting the ball sideways. (laughs) Mitch had me pinned on the ground and Pete in a (laughs) (laughs) full-out choke the night before the match because we were talking so much S. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And And then, then, like, I. On the golf course, it was just a disaster.
1: Yeah. I was hitting the ball sideways. I was topping it. I was picking up, like, 300 yards before getting to the green because I had already used all my strokes. I was afraid of the shadows. I was wasted on Bud Light. It was just a really bad day. But revenge, revenge
0: comes on Wednesday. And fancy course, Mitch is always a problem. Yeah,
2: this is the first fancy course I have played in a while, so uh, it's gonna. We'll see if the magic is still there.
0: Well, you got quite a week, don't you? Also, have a wood mod thing on Friday. Uh,
2: on Friday, yeah, there's a Woodmont member guest that I'm playing in also, so I have a good Can week you of. Uh, a good say week in of... the
0: handicaps of the dudes you're playing against.
2: Can we out it's,
0: them?
2: We don't. We don't have to out anybody. We're we're in the bottom flight. My partner's a twenty nine, so together. uh I
0: mean, twenty nine is absurd. By the way,
2: we're not the lowest. Mitch is gonna look like, like Arnold
0: Palmer compared to that guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're like, yeah, is that Brooks Kepka? I also need you to look up the names of the dudes you're playing because it might be Dave Duber. and if he's a thirty six handicap, I'm gonna make fun of him for the rest of his life. Um I love doobs, <laughs> but that you gotta. Go play some pickleball, dude. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> um, oh, good. The kids are here. I gotta go. Um, we'll see you tomorrow <laughs> for the pads. Right. Oh, you hold on. Let's, Shelby. You want to say hi to the podcast, baby? Say loud. What? Uh, who, who's your favorite Commanders player? Can you name one? Do you know anyone's name? Who's the coach? I don't know his name. Yeah, you do.
1: It's okay, there'll be a new one next year anyway.
0: <laughs> There's Pete you say hi to Mr. Pete and Mr. Mitch. Hi Shelby, the star swimmer of the universe. Yeah. Hey, it's almost Mr. Mitch's birthday. Wish him a happy birthday. Thank All right, you. Uh, Alright it's tomorrow. Later.
1: Goodbye, Finley family. It's just general no.
0: It is general no instead of general so.